Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. Today we've got very key backup, Devontae Booker, running back. 5'11", 219 pounds, 29 years old. Fourth round pick out of Utah by Denver. Spent the last uh, last year with the Raiders. Was the first free agent signing of 2021 for the New York Giants. Was Devontae Booker himself with a two-year, $5.5 million contract. And a move that upset a lot of people, but I, it was very quick for a running back who really didn't like garner that contract. But they do have big, like some, somewhat big plans for him. Um, in 2020, he had 93 carries, 423 yards, three touchdowns, four and a half yards per catch, um, 17 catches for 84 yards. Not a lot of yards per catch. Essentially, his 2020 was six carries and 27 yards a game. With one catch with it. And honestly, Justin, that's where I think he's going to end up again in 2021 with the Giants. Yeah, and six carries per game, to average that, I feel like is pretty pretty generous. And we talked about that a while back as, you know, we're, we're at least Bobby Skinner and Justin Pennick, and we're, uh, and we're trying to convince all of you who are listening that Saquon Barkley will at least be eased back to start the season. And hopefully he's ready to rock and roll as the season, you know, Go, goes forth and hopefully Saquon the, the yard the attempts per game will continue to go up but yeah six per games kind of a lot for a backup where Josh Jacobs is the number one and Josh Jacobs was supposed to be like the workhorse last year and I I did a lot of fantasy football prep and Jacobs was supposed to be the guy the workhorse it was him and Miles Sanders and of course um you know Jacobs had a little bit of a better year but Booker was there and he took up a lot of space um Bobby Devontae Booker's always going to have somewhat of a sour taste in my mouth because of just the the utter reaction that I think we all had that he was the first free agent. But in retrospect, looking back, knowing what we know about Saquon Barkley, it maybe does make sense that it's like, hey, the Giants, they want to get their backup running back and they don't want to be in a John Hillman situation where they just have nobody or they're relying on a sixer or they're relying on Gary Brightwell being the guy that's going to help ease Saquon Barkley back, right? Well, I think it's they very clearly viewed backup running back as a as a big need for them because at that time they knew they were going to ease Saquon yeah. back in where I I think myself at the time was like, just freaking work Saquon into the ground, but they're not going to do that. Yeah. And they didn't want to, you know, wait to the draft, you know, and be like, oh, we'll, we'll just, like you never want to go into the draft and be like, all right, we're going to fill a huge need with, uh, a fourth round pick you know if if it's your if you're picking fourth overall you could be like okay like pretty sure we're gonna get the left tackle we want here but you know you don't want to get your backup running like going to the draft like we have to get our backup running back and I do think they overpaid for him but I think it was simply it's like we're not gonna wait around and look for a bargain deal we want we're gonna uh, we have targeted who we want to be our backup running back that's Devonte Booker he does a little bit of everything and he's he's the guy we want over uh Wayne Gallman who Maybe better as like a just as a volume runner, but like Devontae Booker, I think is a better all around player than Wayne Gallman. Yeah, that was going to be my next question to you. Kind of like just just flat out, who who's the better football player? But there is a little bit more of a nuanced question. Um, you looks like you want to say some good. I was never the biggest Wayne Gallman fan. I know you know we we you know we would joke about Gallmanites and Alfredites, but you know for me the reason I didn't like Wayne Gallman that much was because. And I think this year was kind of proof of it in a sense, where it's like he needs volume to be effective. When he is the backup running back, he's never been effective as that, and that's how he made himself. You know, he was inactive week two when she, when uh, 
when Saquon went down. That's why you know Pat Shermer, the you know the year before was going to Buck Allen as 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 the backup running yeah. back uh, over Wayne Gallman. So Booker is like I th- I think if you're like all right we're just we're just thinking of giving this guy 16 carries a game Booker versus Gallman I probably would go Gallman, but Booker when you add in the blocking, the him not needing volume and you could throw in special teams in there. I don't know how good a special teams is. I just know he's done it a lot. I I would much rather take Booker at a contract that if we signed Wayne Gallman to a two year five and a half million dollar deal as when free agency started, I think a lot of people would have been praising that deal. I wouldn't have yeah. to be honest, but a lot of people would have been. You know, I I definitely would not have been because Wayne Gallman doesn't offer you much. You know, he, he right he offers you much as a volume guy. But let's let's do a little bit of comparison to Devonte Booker and Wayne Gallman because at least as Runners with the ball in their hands uh, in rushing attempts, they're kind of similar running backs, and they kind of had like a similar year when it comes to like the advanced metrics. So yards per carry was four point five for Booker, and uh, you know Wayne Gallman was four point six, so similar there. Average time behind the line of scrimmage. I was praising Wayne Gallman last year as you know, even though this offensive line is you know it got better in terms of a run blocking unit throughout the year, but. Offensive line wasn't all that fantastic last year, so what you need to do as a running back when you get the ball, just go forward. Try to fall forward, go forward, get your four yards per carry, and that's what Wayne Gallman certainly did. And I praise the average time behind the line of scrimmage for Wayne Gallman, 2.51 seconds, was like the second quickest in the National Football League. Guess who was quickest, Bobby Skinner? Devontae Booker. He spent 2.5 seconds average time behind the line of scrimmage. Now, the big difference, the two big difference, and why I think Wayne Gallman's a little bit better of a runner than Devontae Booker's because of these two stats. Eight-plus defenders in the box. Devontae Booker only saw eight-plus defenders in the box 17% of the time versus Wayne Gallman saw eight-plus defenders in the box 40% of the time, which, hey, if there's a stat the Giants need to improve at, it's uh, let's not have eight-plus men in the box 40% of the time this year because I think Chiefs just didn't respect the Giants' ability to throw the ball deep because they didn't do it enough, but that's a different conversation for another day. And the yards after the contact, the fact that Devontae Booker had eight plus defenders in the box, probably at an average rate, and he only got two yards after contact per attempt. Where Wayne Gallman, they were stacking the box on him almost every attempt, and Wayne Gallman was averaging two and a half yards uh, per after contact per attempt. So, um, yeah, there you go. There's some advanced stats for you. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think as runners, like they're both not going to dance behind the line of scrimmage. They know where they want to go. They hit cutbacks very similar, where it's like, okay, you know. Maybe if I let this play develop, I can get out on the edge. Like, they're never trying to get out on the corner unless it's a very, like, developed, let's, we're getting this outside on the edge. Um, he's going to run through arm tackles. I think Gallman, like you, and you mentioned it with the stats, is more of like, I'm pushing your ass, I'm pushing this pile where Booker's more just kind of running through the arm tackles. But at the same time, I think Booker's got a little more juke to him. Nothing crazy. He's not going to juke anybody out of his shoes, but he's got a little bit like a, of a better cut, I think, sometimes. At the same time, not going to burn anybody. He's not a speedster. Um, but I really think it comes down to is Devontae Booker can get those 20-plus you know, rushing yards like without needing 16 carries in a game. Like There's going to be a game where Devontae Booker gets four carries, and one of those is going to be a 24-25 yarder, where with Wayne Gallman, that almost never happened. Yeah, I'm trying to look right now. I have it um, kind of in front of me here, where... Most of Devontae Booker's 20-plus yard rushes last year 
were coming from like through the right guard. Um, and he actually was pretty good running outside the tackles as well. So I don't know if the Giants want to want to run maybe a little bit more outside zone. He did have nine attempts going outside the tackle last year, and he averaged like 7.2 uh, yards per carry. Um, and he also had one carry going outside the left tackle, and I believe that went for 15 yards. But um, the most explosive plays in terms of 10-plus yards, I don't know if I, I – probably said 20 plus yards the most explosive plays that he had 10 plus yards came from going through the right guard and by when he ran past the right guard he averaged about 5.6 yards per carry and similar to Saquon Barkley Booker does have more of a tendency to be better when he's rushing to his right than to his left and I need to find out if that's like just a trend among all running backs because if you're carrying the ball with your right hand you have the left hand to stiff arm that's at least my theory stiff arm it's easier for you to fall forward when you have the defender kind of crashing on you on your non-ball carrying side so hey he's better running to his right so hey um you know Matt Parrott Will Hernandez get ready to rock and roll and whenever the play is going to the left uh Shane Lemieux, Andrew Thomas, you got to mull some guys a little bit more. Faux show. Yeah, so as a runner, he, he's solid enough. As a receiver, capable but not anything special. In fact, you could probably make an argument that Corey Clement, um, who you know is my favorite to win running back three, um, is pro- probably a better receiver. So nothing special as a receiver. But where I will say, it's like, he's a pretty good blocker. You know, like it's hard to find a, a ton of blocking reps, but I, you know, I did find as much as I could. Um when I did his film breakdown when they signed him, it's like he did a good job mentally and physically. Like physically, he was able to hold up blocks and mentally, like picking up some blitzes. And you know, with Saquon, I think it's more mental than physical with Saquon. You know, like you, you all, you'll remember the clip of Jamal Adams pushing him back. But it's like most of Saquon's really big gaffes in the blocking game were were mental. Like that one, like Pittsburgh, his issues were were clearly mental, not physical. Yeah, out of 23, I believe, I mean, PFF only tacked, only tacked 23 pass-blocking reps that Devontae Booker had this past year. That's probably wrong. I, I guess it's not. He only allowed one sack. Um, one sack and one pressure. So that's that's pretty darn good right there. So um, if Booker, especially early in the year, you know, step in for Saquon on passing downs and that's maybe those are the reps that he can alleviate, even though that wasn't really the trends that Booker had for Las Vegas last year. He was mostly a first and a second down back. And I guess Jacobs, who was their number one back, he would mostly be in for the third downs because he was a receiving option as well. Well, maybe the Giants can reverse the trends a little bit and they can have him as a third down back because of his good blocking ability. Only when we need him to block, though. Correct. I I want our running back running routes. Yep. Routes. Also, Wayne Gallman. This is this is, has also become a bash Wayne Gallman PPP un, unintentionally, but Wayne Gallman gave up a few sacks last year too. Tough uh, Arizona, Baltimore too. That came out to my mind. I'm sure there was maybe one or two others. Yeah, it was um, crazy. It was crazy how backup even Deion Lewis. Like they just you you talked about all the time, and you were dumbfounded about how our backup running backs just allowed or running backs in general, a backside defenders to just come like a bat out of hell and just nail Daniel Jones and kill him. There you go, Coach Columbo. Actually, I'm not going to blame that one on Mark Colombo. Uh, 533 special team snaps in the last four seasons, 30 kick returns. He's not going to blow you away as a returner, but he's going to play a special team. So people will tell you he's good at special teams. I don't I don't believe that anyone actually watches special team snaps. But, hey, maybe he is, maybe he's not. Anything else on Devontae Booker? Grind that special teams film, everybody. Do it. Grind, I, I, 
I don't think I've ever really like, all right, let me watch the special team snap. Skip like, it even the Joe play. Judge report, I skipped through it, and I know it makes Skip people it. mad. But it's like, I got, I really got no use for this. This does not add to the Talking Giants podcast at all. No. All right. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. We've got the captain of the defense. Team captain, too. Blake Martinez, six foot two, 237 pounds, 27 years old. He's actually on the COVID list right now, which is, you know, this this is a Thursday podcast, so he's missing practice right now on the COVID list. We're not going to talk too much about that. Signed a three-year, three, uh, three year $30 million contract in 2020, restructured it this offseason, so for 2021, he has a $6.7 million cap hit. Next year, has a 14 mil cap hit with a $5.5 million dead cap. I think they're going to want to extend Blake Martinez after this season. We'll see, how, you know, when they prioritize it, but man. Blake came in with some high expectations with a big contract. Uh, a lot of people weren't a, a big fan of him. And I, I, can you find me a Giants fan who's like, man, Blake Martinez did not like, like there's, there's, you can't find anyone who say he didn't live up to his contract and then some. You know, that, that's been my worst take. Uh, I've, you know, I, you probably can go through the, the treasure chest of all the takes that I've had since 2018. And I, I honestly think the, Reaction to Blake Martinez and mentioning his name in the same sentence as Alec Ogletree is the low point of my content life. And I'll be real. I'll say it right now. I'll put it out there. Say it with my chest. I think everyone should just go harass Justin right now. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he have a negative opinion? No, I, I know. That was a terrible, terrible take. It was a terrible take. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Blake Martinez had 151 tackles, nine tackles for a loss, three sacks, one interception, six QB hits. I mean, a little bit and a lot of bit of everything in a sense. 600 tackles over the last four years was fourth in the NFL in total tackles in 2020. And that's the thing is that was a, a, a narrative around Blake was like, oh, he just has a bunch of tackles, but there are six, seven yards down the field. And that just wasn't true. And I really do think he did get better. But part of it was being back paired with Patrick Graham who he worked with in Green Bay, and, and they must have had a great – it seemed they have a really good relationship. And playing behind this defensive line, the New York Giants, does make it a little easier for linebacker play. But at the same time, linebackers suck before Blake, so it's not just, oh, the D-line's good, so the linebackers are good. Man, he's a captain of the defense. He knows where to be. He knows where everyone else has to be. And he's, ne- he's usually not too early, and he's usually not too late. Like, he's just kind of like that prototypical linebacker that we think of like the – early 2000s and 90s but he's doing it in 2021 and doing it well best giants linebacker since antonio pierce and i'm not gonna i was gonna say i'm not i'm not gonna be the one to sit here and argue that he's better than antonio pierce but i know you will i mean he was third in the nfl in defensive stops last year and that's a pff metric that basically measures how often a defensive player produces a negative offensive play so i don't even think it needs to be like a loss you know a, a loss in terms of a negative like Negative zero one yards, one yard yards lost. Like you know, yeah, sure. So I mean, third in the third in the NFL in defensive stops. Um, you know, Blake Martinez, and we know that he's a tackling machine, and you know, great feel for the game. You know, are some of the notes that I have. Uh, Bobby, I think he also forced four turnovers last year. Three sacks. I think he forced a fumble versus Tampa. T- fumble versus Tampa. Or one interception. He forced, forced a fumble. So that means he would have three forced fumbles. I can't believe I didn't write that down. Yeah, he he forced a fumble against Washington. Remember, like he chased somebody. It was they were going down yes, the left sideline, and he forced a fumble. 
and that ball bounced for like 20 yards and nobody could fall on it. Hey, but the Giants fell on it. Uh, Giants uh, forced. Uh, Giants were actually, I think, pretty fortunate two with their forced fumbles last year. And one two forced fumble fumbles and two interceptions. And an interception, so that comes out one, to four. There you go. So first four, four turnovers last year, and that's that's pretty big. And Bobby, you know, we could talk more about his game. But you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. There's 17 games, and this is Blake Martinez's second year with the New York Football Giants. Donald Tomlinson left. I am expecting more out of Blake Martinez. And why I put him in under the same breath as Dalvin Tomlinson is Dalvin was part of the reason why, you know, this isn't a knock on Blake Martinez, but Dalvin being as good as he was is part of the reason why Blake is as good as he was. It's a team game and everybody benefits from everybody being good. But I'm kind of expecting more of this year from Blake Martinez. And I think that's kind of crazy. I'm expecting an all-pro year. Another All-Pro year? Because my man got snubbed. He got snubbed the Pro Bowl. He got snubbed the All-Pro. The Pokemon King. Uh, he he really did get snubbed. But, let, I mean, let's talk about how he can do that. Like, he plays with the right mix of aggression and patience. Like, it's, it really is beautiful. And you just see him, like, you know, go through blocks. Like, he just navigates his way through traffic. Like, we've never – we haven't really seen that from a Giants linebacker in forever. Um, no. And something we noticed, you know – probably around the Rams game, and then we, like, really were looking out for it. Like, man, they got him a line pretty far back, you know? Like, he's not playing – they're not playing him, like, up close to the line of scrimmage. They're letting him play back. Seven which, yards. Yeah, seven yards, seven which yards. allowing him to play in coverage. And, again, you know, it's the uh, – you know, the how everything works where, you know, you had Dalvin, Leo, and Dex playing the run, so it allows those guys to play. But even playing that far back, he was coming up at the line of scrimmage, making hits, stopping guys. Um, you know, and, and what's awesome is Blake set the tone from week one against Pittsburgh, like that Pittsburgh game. Like, man, this guy is, this, this is real deal. This is what it's like to have good linebacker play. We haven't seen this in, in a long yep. time. So he's just got like that right mix of aggression. And then in other facets, facets of the pass rusher, three sacks, six QB hits, you know, they would use him as, you know, just line up in the A gap and blitz. And he did well doing that. And then they would have those third down plays where they would have Blake Martinez, Leonard Williams, an edge player and and you know one other player and they would do different types of stunts popping out you know would have Blake popping and, and just did well in that like you know everyone playing their role right setting other guys up for plays whether it was a Jabril Pepper sack or or whatnot so so it was just like and, and and we can talk about coverage in a second it's like everything that they asked Blake to do he was good at whether it was coverage whether it was you know, pass rushing or just playing the run which he's known the most for. Yeah, we talked about it with Tay Crowder yesterday, but part of where I feel like Tay Crowder learned not getting washed out in the run game is from Blake Martinez being patient. And I, I we knew that coming in. We knew that Blake Martinez, no matter you know how people thought of him as a player, no matter how suspect you know maybe it was at the time, we knew at the time like, hey, Blake Martinez is not going to be as bad as Al Goldtree, and he's and he's gonna be that he's going to have that combination of being patient not getting washed out but then also being aggressive when he when he needs to be um but in terms of him him as a blitzer how Blake Martinez I think can be more effective this year and I actually I actually want I want double digit QB hits this year sacks I'm not gonna you know say I want five sacks I think that's kind of crazy that's kind of insane but I'm looking for double digit QB hits this year because I'm think I'm thinking that Patrick Graham's going to be a little bit more aggressive this year but where Blake Martinez is so instinctual and smart is that if let's just say he's playing man on man with the running back in the backfield and that running back in the backfield is just staying there to pass block, he recognizes right away that, oh, this guy isn't going anywhere. I'm going to come in like a bat out of hell 
and try to get the sack on the quarterback. That's how the sack happened against Andy Dalton. Uh, the biggest highlight play that I think he had was the sack against Mullins, where he gets up and he does the you know the Zeke Elliott you know eating the bowl of cereal, whatever. Um, that play is based off of hey, he's recognizing early that it's play action and that he doesn't really have an exact assignment, so he's going to go in. He sees an open lane like a bat out of hell, and he's going to get the sack on the quarterback. So it's not just scheme. It's him being instinctual, smart, and also being quick to react, which also translates to him in pass coverage, which I'll let you talk about next. Well, let's talk about coverage. You know, he like uh, a knock on him coming out. I was like, man, this guy, he sucks in coverage. Do we ever remember a play where Blake gave up like a big play in coverage? No. Like, you know, and and... You know, like, if you ask me about... now, obviously, James Bradbury plays corner, so it's different. But it's like, I can remember plays where it's like, oh, Bradbury got caught on a pick versus Juju Smith-Schuster, and they got him on a touchdown on a crosser. Like, I can I can remember, you know, like DK Metcalf got him on this play. Like, I can remember some of those plays. With Blake, I just don't remember any. But what I do remember is him understanding it. And, you know, the James Bradbury interception versus Kyle Allen, a lot of that was Blake Martinez. He played the underneath route the correct way, and he played it quick and played it aggressively. And then, when he was playing over... like. You know, when he was playing back and playing that curl hook or, or you know, the Logan Ryan interception versus Washington and, and the next week, Blake, you know, getting back, getting depth and, and doing that. And that's that's without a good pass rush. Like, the defense did not have good pass rush ability. And, and Blake Martinez was never a, a liability, which, I mean, middle linebackers have screwed us over the years. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it was Alec Ogletree, whether it like, it, just whoever was out there, it was like, man, that – that middle part of the field between the the linebackers and safeties was just would get attacked at times, especially it seemed like when we were playing Dallas. So, I mean, it seems like we're saying this with every facet of his games, but he just understands what's going on at every time, and he's just a step ahead of the offense at all moments of a game. Yeah. You know, and I was even watching a little bit of a film breakdown that Sean O'Hara did of, um, you know, of Blake, and, you know, the offense knows where to go. And... Blake Martinez does not know where the offense is headed, and that is why you know playing defense is so tough where you have to read and react, especially at linebacker. I will say Patrick Graham, this is where Patrick Graham really comes in and helps because I think Patrick Graham put him in ideal situations where you're covering the men in your zone, and he's not playing man coverage. You know, He's not being asked to chase down a, a, a running back, a speedy running back, and keep up with the speedy running back. You know, he's being asked to cover the men in his zone, and because of how instinctual he is, I think that's why he does such a good job, and he does such a great job diagnosing play action too. And doing that in today's NFL is so so important because you know we played the Rams last year, we got the Rams again on our schedule this year, and the Rams like the, for the past four or five years have run the most play action in the National Football League at the highest rate. So diagnosing play action and seeing like oh this tight end. He's not staying in here to block. This wide receiver, you know, he's already starting to run around. You know, the offensive lineman may look like they're pass blocking, but Blake Martinez is able to see, be patient, diagnose what's happening in front of him, and then react from there. And he made some nice plays on, on Cooper Cup in the middle of the field, one-on-one -on -one situations, wrapping up, nice tackle. And, you know, Coop, you know, while he, Cooper Cup isn't the most uh, elusive guy in the world, you know, anybody in that Rams offense is still pretty difficult to bring down in the open field. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but I want more. I want more, though. Yeah, you mentioned coaching and, and Patrick Graham and how that benefited him. And honestly, when we signed him and we went and watched his film, I mean, I would get so mad at the Green Bay's defensive coordinator. It's like, what are you guys doing? It's like, you guys are asking this guy to do everything and giving him no help. It's like, you guys are playing the 49ers. They're running a fullback and two tight ends. 
And you got Adrian Amos next to him playing the second inside linebacker. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, um, you know, there's you look at his coverage numbers. There's a 80 yard touchdown catch versus the Vikings. It's like, well, they put him on man coverage with the slot receiver on a drag that he stops on a dime and turns around. It's like, well, yeah, I don't expect any linebacker to stick with him. And maybe we're, unless we're talking like an Isaiah Simmons type athlete. So Blake. Very happy he's a part of this team. I hope they do figure out some type of contract uh, extension at the end of this year. But like you said, do more. Do more, boss. You are the captain of the team. Be an all-pro. Be a beast. And you know what? If we make the playoffs, a lot more people are going to be putting respect on Blake Martinez's name. He's going to break 165 tackles this year. The best in his career. And this is total tackles, not solo. Um, total tackles was 155, and that was in 2019. He's gonna. He's obviously going to break that this year. But the question is just by how much. Do it. Uh, 250 tackles this year for Blake Martinez. All right. Appreciate you guys. See you on the next one. Until then, let's go Big Blue.